0: Give God the glory. hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. In John chapter 16, Jesus said, In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. Well, grace, mercy, and peace be to you, brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, One of the greatest joys, I think, of being a parent is listening to your child talk. There is joy in hearing your little one's first word, right? And of course, one of the first things that your child learns is to ask for things, Right? It usually starts with one word. Whatever that thing is that they want, they will point to it and they will say it. And then will come two other words. I want whatever that is, right? At some point, parents, we teach our children that there's a more polite way to ask for things. Like, may I have, please, right? But there is something special, there's something joyful for parents knowing that their child is speaking to them. It's communicating with them, sharing their needs, and knowing, and knowing that God has put you in this vocation to care for them. Now, different perspective. Children, I would argue, are grateful to have parents to whom they can speak, to know that there is someone there who cares enough to listen, to trust that there is someone who will provide for what's requested. So parents love to hear their kids talk, and kids take comfort in the fact that parents listen. Well, brothers and sisters in Christ, this is true of our Heavenly Father as well, for He loves to hear His children speak to Him. He delights in the prayers of His children. He hears, He he listens, and He acts. There is comfort for God's children in this. That we can speak to our Heavenly Father anytime, place, with any request or concern, complaint, or thanksgiving. Now, of course, right, we would not have that confidence or that access to the Father unless for Jesus, our brother, who first taught us to pray. He gives us the words to speak and forms the language of our prayer as he teaches us to pray our Father. In this, we learn what we are to ask for, And we learn what the Heavenly Father desires to give to us. But not only does Jesus give us the words to speak, but he first opens the door. For if not for Jesus, we would have no right in addressing God as our Father. For by nature, we are not children of God. We're not part of God's family until God claims us as his own. We were brought into this world in sin and naturally cut off from the Father. But Jesus graciously deals with our sin, and He opens the door to the Father's family. Jesus takes his sin, or our sin upon Himself, and He puts it to death in His crucifixion. He leaves our sin in the tomb as He rises again on the third day. When we were baptized, when Tegan was baptized... The Holy Spirit brings Christ's death and resurrection to us. Buried in the waters of holy baptism, our sin remains in the font. And we are raised to new life in Christ. And then in this communion of saints in the church, we are taught according to our Lord's command and promise to pray, our Father. So it's in and through the church that we learn how to speak, we learn what to say, and we grow in our faith, trusting that our Heavenly Father hears us for Jesus' sake. And that is great comfort. Any parent among us has had a child ask the same thing over and over again or call out relentlessly, Mom, 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 Mom. You've been there, right? Until they get a word from their parents, why do kids do that? Well, it's because they want a response from their parents. They want to be acknowledged. They want to hear their parents' voice speaking to them, guiding them, assuring them, and providing for them. Can you imagine if you were a child asking a parent and never hearing a reply? I mean, that would be awful. In one of Luther's sermons on John 16, he wrote this, But it is a far more precious privilege that he speaks to us and that we listen to him. Both are good and great benefits conferred by God. Scripture speaks of these two as the spirit of compassion and supplication, for God does both. He lets us converse with Him through prayer, and He also speaks with us through the Spirit of grace in order that we may hear Him. God's speech is far more comforting than ours, for it is the kind that brings peace and a calm and joyful heart. No other speech or power on earth, not even the world with all its skill, learning, and intelligence can do this. Not even Moses himself, who although he speaks in behalf of God, does not put peace into the heart. The man who is God himself must do this. As is stated in Psalm 85, 8, let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people. So what does Christ our Lord speak to us, that that we might have peace? Well, Jesus always speaks to us in his word, which comes to us in law and gospel. First, the law. Jesus says, In this world, you will have trouble and tribulation. In this world, as you follow me, you will be slandered, maligned, persecuted, and even martyred. In this world, you will struggle against your sinful flesh, seeking to live in your baptismal identity as as my sons and daughters, and and always being assaulted by the devil and the world, and even your own flesh, tempting you to gratify and serve yourselves instead of others. In this world, you will see injustice, inequality, warfare, destruction, and disaster. All the effects of sin in my good creation. Truly, truly, I say to you, there is and there will be trouble and tribulation in this world on account of sin. But, now here comes the gospel. I am with you. And my victory over sin, death, and the devil is your victory. This is what your baptism means. My suffering, my death, my resurrection, it's yours. When you suffer for my namesake, rejoice and be glad, for so they persecuted the prophets and the saints who have gone before you. Fear not the ones who can harm only the body, but entrust yourself to the one who will raise you up, body and soul, on the last day. My spirit will be with you to empower the battle with temptation and sin. When you stand, you stand in my power. The devil and all his host flee at my name when you rest in the power of my might. My salvation covers your mind like a helmet, my, my righteousness guards your heart like a breastplate. And if you lose a battle to temptation into sin, take heart. I have won the war. Today my mercy calls you. Return to me, confess your sin, and receive again forgiveness and restoration that you would live the new life that I have given to you. Oh, you may be brought low, but I will lift you up. I have won the victory, and I gladly share it with you. And when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, and you see nations rise against nations, and fires rage, and the earth quake, and bloodshed, and violence, and, and injustices persist, and the widowed, and the orphaned, and the alien, and those who are on the fringe of society are swept under the rug, take heart. I am making all things new. And I am calling you, and I am empowering you by my spirit to do your part in the care of my creation. Serve for the good of others where you are able and in vocationally appropriate ways. Reflect my good and gracious care for those in need. Show mercy, practice good stewardship, and trust that your labor, the labor that I have given you to do, is not in vain, for I have overcome the world. My words are meant for your comfort, consolation, and peace. Therefore, take them to heart and consider that I, Jesus Christ, have won the victory. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I want to conclude with a final quote from Luther in the same sermon. And I want you to hear it first in light of Christ's words for you. But then I also want you to to hear it in light of our guiding statement drawn from God's Word, right? Proclaiming and practicing God's love with courage and conviction in our households, our congregation, and beyond. Luther writes, a Christian must accustom himself to think about Christ's victory, the victory in which everything has already been accomplished and in which we have everything we should have. Henceforth, we live only to spread among other people the news of what Christ has achieved. We must do so by exhorting them with words and with our examples to give thought to the victory of Christ that He has won for us and has given to us. For this victor has accomplished everything. There is nothing for us to add to it, to what He has done, neither the blotting out of sin nor victory over the devil and death everything has already been laid low. Henceforth, our suffering and our fighting, they're no real battle. They're only a prize or a part of the glory of this victory. For our sufferings, yes, the suffering and the blood of all the martyrs and the saints would not gain the victory for us. It is impossible for us to defeat and to trample underfoot sin, death, and hell by what we do. For here my fighting comes too late. If I am to have comfort and peace, the battle must have already been won beforehand, and the victory must be there. I, says Christ, have already accomplished this. But accept it, and make use of my victory by singing about it, glorying in it, and making a show of it. Just be of good cheer. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the victory over sin, death, and the devil is ours on behalf of Christ. He is our source of peace. Jesus teaches us to pray and assures us that the Father hears us and speaks to us by his word. He is our source of joy. Jesus has called us to this time and place of our households, this congregation and beyond, to live out our lives in confidence to Him. For Jesus is the source of our conviction and courage, and He is ever the subject of our joyful proclamation. So dear brothers and sisters in Christ, though in this world we will have trouble, take heart, for Christ Jesus has the victory. Amen. May the peace of God which passes all understanding guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, the victorious one. Amen.